Go for Leadership, the podcast with Daniel and Gerd. Good. Our guest today in the Go for Leadership podcast is Federico Cascas Altratiste. Federico is a thought-after speaker, legendary IT executive, and father of many impressive profitable growth strategies. Federico was born in Mexico, and after studying business administration and industrial relations, he kicked off his career within the family business. Since 1992, he holds several executive positions, for example, within IBM, PwC, and Coopers and Librot, before he became management director of T-Systems. Federico's role as managing director of a global IT company with more than 1,000 people making more than 50 million in revenue was outstanding. He was the mastermind behind one of the biggest outsourcing deals of the last century in Mexico. He works with existing clients and cultivates new clients to help them develop new commercially viable solutions, innovate, and transform digitally. He is a visionary leader and oversees the development of the market and future solutions that clients desperately need. By traveling the world, he helped building several businesses, inspired thousands of young leaders all over the world. I feel personally very privileged to have worked closely with Federico for many years. Go for leadership interviews. Federico, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi, Daniel. Good to be here. Perfect, Federico. The first question that I want to raise is, what does leadership mean to you personally? Well, uh, it's not an easy one, but to begin. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well, uh, I think leadership is, is the, let's say, oh, how, how, how can I articulate this? Uh, I, I think probably in the past, one could think that you could do something by yourself and, and be successful. This is not the case anymore. We live in a, in a society, an economy, which is based in organizations. Uh, in all different uh, aspects of the world, not, not, not only in the, in the companies, in the enterprise companies, but also in the religion, in the sports, in, in, in everything, everything is based in organizations. And um, in order to be successful, an organization or a group has to have someone or someones to define the, the way, to define the mission, to define uh, the purpose, and to help the people to get together around that definition in order to, to achieve that uh, purpose or, or that mission. I think that that is uh, exactly leadership, is the work of uh, identifying a purpose, uh, selling the purpose to the, to the people and uh, achieving, the, achieving the purpose through the teamwork of many different people. It sounds like easy, but this is extremely difficult. <laughs> so how did you in the past achieve that? So um, you have uh, shown in many cases that uh, uh, continuous uh, profitable growth success. So how did you, how did you um, 
yeah, empowered your teams and, and showed your leadership attitude to them? Well, the, the, the first, the first uh, in my opinion, the first important thing is to have this, this uh, shared vision. And in order to be really a shared vision, it has to be not your own vision, but you have to work from the beginning with your team, uh, creating the vision, uh, including the people in the creation of the vision. It will, it will assure that you will count on, on, on them in, in the process of, of working towards the, 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 the achievement of the vision. So uh, this is clearly the first, the first stage, to create a shared vision. And it has to be achievable, it has to be clear, and, and well, this, is, this is, uh, sounds very simple, but it's a process of, uh, let's say, uh, communication and, and forward thinking. So uh, you, you, you have to begin with that part. If, if you begin with uh, defining your own vision and trying to sell to others your own vision, sooner or later they are going to say, well, this is your vision, but it's not mine. So what about having a shared vision that is our vision, no my vision? This is, this is I would say, like the, the, first, uh, the first stage. How would you describe um, uh, your, let's say, your own leadership style in order to, let's say, also animate maybe the people around you uh, to follow also within their teams your attitude towards leadership? I, I, I think... As, as, as you know, and, and all the people that is listening to this knows, there are many, many different theories about, about uh, leadership and uh, leadership styles. Um, and I, I think that uh, independently of, the, of your personal style, that, that of course, each of us has a personal style, the, the, the key factor to be effective is the relationship between your style and the maturity of the team you are leading. If you try to be extremely tough and I would say autocratic with a, with a highly developed and mature team, you are going to be clashing immediately. But in the other hand, if, if you are extremely, uh, I would say, democratic in a group that is not mature enough, in a group that still needs some, some guidance, probably you are not going to be very effective. So, so the key uh, from my side, from my point of view, is the, to keep in mind the, mind the relationship between the maturity of the group and your own style and try to, to make these two parts compatible to, to work uh, towards achieving the, the, the common purpose. By managing teams also through rough times, what was your, let's say, biggest learning that you want to share? Let, let me tell you that we, that we went through many tough times. Yeah. <laughs> and in, in, in my opinion, the key in tough times is values in tough times is when you have to be 
much more uh, careful about integrity, respect, uh, because it's, it's, it's easy to uh, be under tremendous pressure to, to, to forget about some, some uh, basic principles, because there is always the, 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 the false um, door that will help you to solve the problems, not with the right decision, with, but with the easy, easier one. Um, and this is very tough, but this, this is the most important point, the most important point. In the difficult times, it is extremely important to stay uh, firm in your values, in being respectful, uh, in, be, in having integrity in your decisions, uh, in being clear with the people. Um, I think this is the most important part. So uh, you have uh, many years of professional career behind you. Most likely you also have run into some mistakes. What were your biggest failures or biggest mistakes that you have or had to overcome within your career? Well, uh, I think, uh, of course, uh, I have, uh, I have uh, had many, many mistakes. Um, I, I think, again, in the tough situations, you, you have to keep uh, calm. Um, and you have to keep your, uh, your mouth closed. Uh, because uh, sometimes uh, you, you feel that you are in a, for example, in an unfair situation and you feel that uh, something is, is not being in the right way. Um, and then you tend to aggressively uh, react and tell the people what you think about them. And, and even though I think it's important to tell the people what you think about them uh, at some point in time, it's important not to tell them uh, that when you are uh, mad, when you are hung hungry, Because, because then you are, you are going to be, let's say, affecting the other people and, and, and probably this is going to work against you later. So it's important to be able to keep calm. It's important to, to, to react to situations that are not fair. It's important to say the, the, what, what you think is, 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 is the truth. But, uh, but you have to be careful about the, the way you do it be because uh, once you, you blame incorrectly someone else, you now have an enemy and, and you don't know what this enemy is going to be uh, or, or is going to try to do in the future. So uh, keep calm, uh, breathe. <laughs> and, and stay silence sometimes is a very powerful tool. So you have also a very uh, huge, uh, let's say, experience abroad. Uh, if you compare, let's say, maybe the styles that you have seen in, in Mexico in terms of leadership, how they are different in terms of other uh, 
uh, let's say um, cultures or other other uh, um, countries you have been. Do you see a difference of the leadership styles there? The, 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 there are tremendous differences in style. Uh, I I have had the privilege of working with uh, with Americans, with Canadians, with French, with uh, Germans, of course, uh, with Brazilians, uh, with Spanish, uh, with Mexicans, um, and others. But these probably the, the most important ones. And every every country has uh, every culture. I would say has its own. Uh, typical style, um, but once you understand what is the style, uh, you you have to to understand that the differences are not necessarily uh, you, you you have not to classify or not to segment the leadership in terms of the of the style of the of the trees. But uh, which ones are effective and which ones are not? For example, uh, talking about Germans, well, there are some clear um, uh, parameters that you can identify as typical of being a German leader. Uh, uh, but uh, you can have very, very effective German leaders and very, very ineffective German leaders. Uh, so and probably both could have the same style. Uh, so uh, at the end of the day, style is just exactly that. Style uh, is not the important thing. The important thing is what is behind the style. What is the real purpose? What are the real values? And if you have uh, a very German. Uh, typical German uh, leader, uh, but that is effective, respectful, focused, uh, that would be a great leader. And exactly the same could be uh, in the case of a Mexican or in the case of a Brazilian. So, uh, so style is just style. Style could be a source of fun. Uh, style could be a source of, uh, uh, let's say, uh, better relationship, uh, but it's only style. Perfect. Maybe uh, the last question: What would you tell your younger, the younger Federico, when he starts his career, um, as an advice? Uh, I, I, I would say him that it would be better to begin. Uh, having international uh, uh, experience before. So I, I began my international experience at the middle of my, my, of my career. So the, the, during many years, I, I was a, a very, uh, I had a very parochial uh, point of view because I thought uh, at that point in time that everything was like uh, uh, like my home, like my hometown, or like my country. Um, and then I, I begin uh, getting in touch with people from other areas of the world. Uh, and first, they have different styles, and I learn about the styles. But 
much more important, they have different perspectives of life, uh, different understandings of uh, how to make things happen. That at the, at the end of the day is what we are looking as, as uh, at least in, in, in the companies, the most important thing is to make things happen. It's, it's very simple, but, but very difficult. Uh, there are, particularly in the big, big companies, there are many, many people that is being paid uh, to avoid uh, wrongdoing or to uh, avoid wrong the decisions. Uh, but there are not that many being paid to make things happen. And probably that's the reason why in many cases, these big companies are so slow and, and difficult to move because they, they don't have the speed of, uh, of a bunch of people being oriented to make things happen. Um, so my main advice would be to begin trying to be international as soon as you, as you can. And this is what I have done with my, with my kids. Uh, well, not, they are not kids anymore, but, but I, I send them to, to study um, uh, to other countries in, in seventh grade or so. Uh, and then I insisted them to, to go to backpacking to, to, to the world for six months when they finish uh, high school. Uh, and then some of them are, are already uh, studying in, in universities in, in different countries. And with all this, I, I, I try to, to tell them that I love my country and I profoundly love my, my country, but, um, but I heavily respect other countries, other people, uh, and I would say I, I, I love people from other countries because they are, they are very similar to, to myself, very, very similar, but very different also. And this is the, this is the richness of, of, the, of the people, being similar as human beings and being different and unique as, as, uh, as women or men uh, all over the world. Go for Leadership, the podcast with Daniel and Gerd. Wow, I think this is a great, great ending point. Federico, so much for being the guest. It was a pleasure having you on the show. And yeah, staying in touch and talking to you soon. Thank you, Daniel. It's a pleasure to, to, to be with you and let's, let's keep in touch. Thank Perfect. you, everyone. Go for Leadership, the podcast.